0: Is it possible for a chemical plant or an aluminium smelter to be clean? We're often told it's just too hard for some sectors to transition to a low-carbon economy. But a new report out today says bringing down emissions in heavy industries might not be mission impossible. Simon McKeon is chair of the Australian Industry Energy Transition Initiative, which commissioned this report that's out today. He's also chancellor at Monash University and sits on the board of Rio Tinto. Simon, welcome to RM Breakfast.
1: Thanks, Patricia.
0: The report that's being released today argues heavy industries could achieve a 92% reduction in carbon emissions from 2020 levels by 2050. Can you explain in practical terms how they can do that?
1: Yeah, Patricia, um, this work has been underway now for, um, for over three years. And when this group of heavy emitters came together and said, Let's investigate as a group with the assistance of CSIRO and and, and other um, organisations, if it is possible. Um, the, the answer after these years of work has been yes. And I just want to emphasise that because inside business, if I went back a few years ago, we all knew what we had to do. But frankly, there was almost a great degree of scepticism that it could be done. And it was very simple because we hadn't done the work. The work is now uh, still at an early stage, if you like, but at the end of the day, after three years of hard work, when a number of particular uh, segments of industry which produce the bulk of the emissions have been looked at in some detail, process by process, where they're located, the regions that they produce the emissions in, The workers said, it is possible. Only of course, if there's a great deal of cooperation and hard work and the sleeves are rolled up, but it is possible. And I think that this is the first time in this country that um, people who know what they're talking about that control these emissions can actually say that. Now to answer your question, yes, there will of course be a a need to substantially increase electrification to, um, to roll out the grid to, you know, be very serious about adopting hydrogen in specific applications, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of those are essential to make this work, but it does seem to be possible.
0: Okay, that's interesting. You mentioned that this report, you know, several years in the making. So just to be clear, obviously there has been an election and a different policy switch, also the election of many teal independents. Was this commissioned under the former government?
1: Well, firstly, it wasn't commissioned by the government. No, you know, no, I'm aware fortunate. of that, but I'm talking about yeah. the time frame.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! You know, we started late in um, 2019, pre-COVID.
0: And, and was it deliberately so to try and make the case?
1: I think every every business, every substantial business in this country has been hearing for a long time, experiencing the pressure. Firstly, of major shareholders saying clean up your act. Secondly, and particularly in an era where unemployment is relatively low, there's a great search competition for talent. Particularly the younger generation is saying, we refuse to work for a company that's not seriously interested in transitioning. And in more recent times, an increasingly discerning consumer, a consumer that says, I just want product which has low carbon intensity. All of those factors have been working, you know, over the years, actually, very, very effectively. Mm. Uh, you know, business knows it has to change. Now, you're talking about the politics of it, Patricia. Yes, that's. Um, I, I would have to say, coming up behind supporting all of this, it has not been in the forefront. The forefront has been those other three factors.
0: So this isn't mission impossible, according to this report, but it's mission expensive. The report estimates this transition would cost $20.8 billion a year over a 30-year period. How much of that cost is industry prepared to bear and what would that mean for pricing?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question because, you know, one of our objectives, if you like, is to ensure that the challenge of transition is not only made Financeable, but financeable to a large degree by the private sector. Um, you know, I think what needs to happen here is we, we have to understand we've been not doing enough over the last two decades. And so, therefore, there's even more to be done now. And I don't want to be alarmist or anything, but, you know, as a nation, we do need to understand what it's like to be on a, on a war footing. And one of the things that that means is that we, you know, really do all come together. I know it sounds a bit trite. And one of those aspects is to ensure that that 20 odd billion dollars every year for decades, um, you know, a large part of that will have to come from the investment industry, the superannuation funds. They will only do that if there's an investable proposition with risk under control, et cetera. Um, But this report again says it is doable um, with information that we didn't have two or three years ago.
0: There's growing criticism of the integrity and reliability of a lot of the carbon offset programs that we rely on. Is the decision to allow companies unlimited access to carbon offsets through the safeguard mechanism a mistake?
1: I'm gonna answer it this way by saying our plan, which was developed way before this particular, you know, issue has arisen in recent times, was all about minimising the need for offsets. So we're gazing forward now 30 years with these very energy intensive industries, but are pretty damn essential. You know, we all use steel and aluminium and fertilizer, what have you. And we are saying that based on our current analysis, we can reduce the need for offsets. Right down to 8%, 8% if we're going to uh, say that we're net zero compliant. Now, let me say that the work goes on and on. My own personal hope is that we can further reduce that 8%. But, you know, we've put a line in the sand today. We have a report that says we can up to 92% convert these heavy emitting industries into, um, you know, emissions free. Not bad.
0: Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: My pleasure. Thanks, Patricia.
0: Simon McKeon is the Chair of the Australian Industry Energy Transition Initiative, Chancellor of Monash University and a non-executive director at Rio Tinto. You're listening to RN Breakfast. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listener.